And just like that, we have a podcast. We have a podcast. You, we you are plug some microphones <laughs> into a computer. Figure out how GarageBand works. <laughs> you get your sister over. <laughs> and there you go. You have a podcast. We are currently sitting on the floor of my sister's mother-in-law's bedroom. Um cottaging for the weekend and um we decided this would be a perfect time while our kids are watching a movie to start a podcast that's awesome isn't it i'm so excited i've been begging my sister to do a podcast for probably like six months maybe even longer maybe even longer maybe hey, even shorter who hey, knows you know what we should do even though it doesn't help because we sound the same is we should probably introduce ourselves that's a good idea <laughs> i don't know if people are going to be able to tell who's talking okay so i am sister two your sister one is I'm that enough that's is that good. introduced Sister two. <laughs> Are you going to introduce me and I'll introduce you? Oh, that's a good idea. Let's do it that way. Okay. So sister two is Amanda Young and she is the promotions director at a radio station in London, Ontario, Canada. And she is the mom of two girls, Sophie, who you can hear. She's our, I think you can hear. Um, she is currently on Amanda's back um, in a baby carrier and we're trying to get her to go to sleep by having a podcast quality parenting and um and and phoebe is five and um that that's that's sister number two that's my sister amanda so yeah i'm just wrapping up a mat leave here in canada we get a year which is awesome and yeah we're so really lucky i'm uh, i'm at eight months right now and uh since I think the day that Sophie came out, I was like, oh, well, I got a year off. We should probably start a podcast. <laughs> and uh, eight months in, time's ticking away. So we've got it. Okay. Sister one is Zoe York. And she is a romance author, but not just a romance author. She is a New York Times bestseller, a USA Today bestseller, <laughs> internationally known, recognized for her fantastic books of the you know romance variety and uh she pumps out books like some people pump out kids but not like me fun story um today is uh tuesday august 29th and i have a new release out today and i totally forgot about it because (laughs) books are scheduled in advance and um we're at the cottage for the week and so i was surprised by all of the messages that i got on social media this morning saying happy new release and i was like oh i should probably do something about that so probably over this podcast we're going to talk about how disorganized i am <laughs> so you're probably wondering what is this podcast about well we're wondering the same thing so <laughs> when we when we sort of dreamt up our podcast we go okay you know what what are we going to do and we said well we're sisters mm-hmm. and that- we and we both like promotion and marketing and business and media and we have unique jobs yeah which i think have unique stories at least i think they're unique and interesting because we find ourselves in unique situations and We kind of want to peel back the curtain a little. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge fan of behind the scenes stuff. Oh, yeah. And podcasts are so awesome for that. Because if you're taking the time, and we really appreciate it, if you're taking the time to to download this or stream it wherever you are, you're interested in what we're saying, which is still mind blowing, right? <laughs> so we want to sort of peel back the curtain for you and uh, and hopefully give you a glimpse at sort of and be honest and real of what sort of what it's like. Yeah. And honest and real, not just about the stuff that we find fascinating about business and media, but also honest and real about what it's like to be working moms, mm-hmm. um, moms in general, 
you know, there's lots of stuff like right now it's back to school. Um, and so if you're listening to this podcast in a few months, if you've just found us later on, um, know that, you know, every podcast, we're going to talk about the reality of kind of what's going on in our life kind of topically, but we hope that some of those topics are evergreen, like, you know, school lunches and the struggles with talking to your kids about, you know, puberty and stuff like that. I have an almost 10 year old boy and that's a, that's a never ending source of entertainment. Right. So we are two sisters, two moms, but we're very different and yet very similar. Mm -hmm. So just as a recap, Zoe has two boys, nine and five. Mm -hmm. He's five, right? Yeah. Almost almost six. six. Almost six. Yeah. So two boys, nine and five. Amanda has two girls, five and almost one. Well, almost, you know, eight months. So Um, it's fun. Our, our, your youngest and my oldest four months apart. Yeah. Right. And they're just the best of friends. Anyway, lots of fun. So that's, uh, that's sort of what we are in a nutshell. We, you can find us on social media. We'll have all the links in the notes. Yep. Um, Zoe York, Amanda Young, cause we'd love to get any feedback or if you want to throw some stuff our way. Suggestions and- for topics that we could discuss kind of crazy out there stories. We love interesting stories. So what should our topic of the week be on podcast number one? That's a really good question. Um, Back to school stuff is kind of on my mind because that's storming up on us next week. So I'd like to say like, so, you know, the two different sisters, I would like to say that I'm the more organized of the two of us. 100%. I'm still a hot mess, right? Like, I mean. We I'm, all are. Like, we're all <laughs> that's human. The thing, right? Yeah. I think I'm pretty organized and I like to plan ahead. But I mean, oh my goodness, stuff still falls through the cracks and I'm always working on plan B and C because plan A never goes as according to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've got a funny story of back to school. Yeah. So, um. Because, you know, Phoebe's my firstborn and mm-hmm. she just started school a year ago. So we've now, we're you know, this time last year, we were so excited for her. <laughs> yeah. First going to school. And uh, and so I bought her running shoes like 10 months before school yeah. because we were down um, shopping in the States and, mm-hmm. you know, I found a pair of running shoes are on sale. I'm like, perfect. I'm going to buy these. I'm going to be ready. And so when back to school came, I was like, oh, I'm ahead of the game. I've got her running shoes. We went and picked out a new backpack for her. Well, two days before school, it's the long weekend here. (laughs) I say, okay, Phoebe, let's get your shoes on. Let's try your shoes on time. You know, make sure you were good. They didn't fit. She had grown (gasps) so much. Yeah. So then I was the mom running around (laughs) on the, you know, day before back to school trying to find size 13 Velcros. Because oh. my kid has such big feet, yeah. and usually around size 13, one, a lot of them are lace up. Right. Or the ones that are left are lace up. Right. We went to like seven stores. Yeah. And it was too late at that point to even online shop. I know you're right. a huge Amazon shopper. Yeah. yeah. I or online like shopping. It's so much easier, right? Yeah. So I we ended up getting her the most ridiculous shoes, and I felt like such a... I don't want to say a failure because I did not feel like no. a failure. But I was just like, are you kidding me? Those are the shoes I'm sending to school in all year. <laughs> and I'm a bargain shopper, right? Right. And these were not a bargain because right. you are left with whatever you got. Right. <laughs> so anyway, I felt like a bit of a fail. But they fit her. You know what? Like, yes. <laughs> but only a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> they fit her. But they were weird and floppy. Like, they right. were weird because they weren't. Like, they were running shoes. But they were more like sneakers. Um, yeah, like they had the the rubber sole, right? But Do you they, still have them? I feel like this is something I, we need to tweet a picture of. I'll, I'll yes. 
They were because they needed to be. The other criteria is your kid has to be able to get their foot in and out of them by yeah. themselves because these are these are their indoor shoes. Yeah. They had Frozen on them. They had Elsa on them. Yeah. But like they were ridiculous. They were ridiculous. So I'll find a picture and I'll tweet them out. And Amazing. Honestly, we just donated them to the Goodwill last week. Yeah. Because I was like, no. Because we got her her new shoes for this yeah. year. I'm very proud of myself. Went nice and early. Got yeah. them. And I was like, no. Yeah. So. Okay. So back to school. So any fun stories you have? You've done it lots you know, of times I, now. I, so yeah. So this is our... My oldest is going into grade four. So this is our six back to school because in, in Ontario, where we live, we have two years of kindergarten. Um, when Aiden first started going to school. Yeah. Um, do, by the way, do you ever say what their names are? Well, we just did. I know. Well, I, well now I can like. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that's okay. Or do you like just go by A and T? I generally call. Yeah, I, no, I know. I call them the years. I call them the nine-year-old oh, and the okay. five-year-old. Okay, so with the nine-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Just disregard the fact that I just said his name. <laughs> Every so often I will slip on social media, but in general. Because he's yeah. so funny and you always post hilarious things of what he's up yeah. to. Yeah. Um. So the nine-year-old. Kindergarten. Was it full day? When yeah. You, yeah. Full day. Yeah. And But he was an old, Um. he was an older kid. He's a January baby. And so he was, Um. he was four almost five when he started unlike my november baby my second who was three when he started mm. kindergarten that i mean there's almost a year difference between when they started kindergarten and that really made a big difference but hey you know point on that i want to mention sister one zoe is a january baby yeah it's true and i'm a november baby <laughs> and let true. me tell you <laughs> it's ex- it's yeah it's the same uh difference in in approach to school so my youngest um, was supposed to be a January baby. And I have to tell you, I was so disappointed when my water broke in December. I was like, are you kidding me? Cross my legs for nine days. Am Cross I my really legs. having a December baby? Because it is true. You know, that outliers yep. book. January babies, much smarter than December babies. Well, they do better at school in the first few and years. Sports. Yeah, and sports. Because they're because they're Are a year ahead. ahead. Yeah, it's true. But it averages out by the time you're adults. Mm, I'm a November baby. I'm not the brightest crayon mm, You're in the pretty box. smart. I'm not the brightest. <laughs> so the only time that we have had that panic about school supplies, even though I am a completely disorganized hot mess, because to be honest... The truth is, other than shoes and a lunch pail and a backpack, you don't need that much. Like all these retailers, they put out a long list in their in their flyers, you know, back to school supply list, must haves. That's not true. Most of that stuff is not a must have. But when my kids were in kindergarten, their teachers did like them to contribute a pack of Crayola markers. Okay. And last year... I forgot to get the Crayola markers until the first week of school. And then we get the little helpful note reminder from the teacher saying, remember to bring in your box of Crayola. I drove to like so many stores in the city and every kindergarten teacher in the city has the same request right. and they were sold out. So this year, even though our, my kid, my youngest has now moved on to grade one. And so I am not in desperate need of the Crayola markers. I saw them at the superstore a week ago and I bought a pack and I'm taking it to the kindergarten teacher <laughs> and I, I'm only going to be a year late because oh, I never bought them oh. I never bought them because I you know then then the note the reminder notes stop coming and then you move on and that, then I, I bought Kleenex and hand sanitizer and yeah. other things yeah um but yeah I need to go and apologize to that 
kindergarten she probably bought an extra box herself you know like that's often what happens. i'm sure you made it up with gifts <laughs> uh, you know at, at christmas. The christmas and end of year gifts yeah that's another topic for another day as we get closer uh, yeah. to that is the the gifts i've been talking any teacher friends like when i go to a barbecue and you grill them i do i because i want to know i don't want to ask my teacher yeah. like my daughter's teachers what do you want because right. they're not going to be honest so when i'm in a social situation i'm like hey what do you really want yeah and you know that that tip about don't buy that long list of school supplies yeah I got that from a teacher friend right my friend Scott he teaches and he says parents that's a ripoff don't believe the retailers they want you to spend money teachers want you to send your kids to school having had breakfast yes and with a you know comfortable pair of shoes and then teachers will sort the rest out like don't feel like you have to um you know you have to spend a lot of money on extra school supplies but there is something nice about buying that three that three ring binder that the pack of pencils you know I love I loved school supplies when I was a kid totally and I still get excited about them I love fall and I love back to school forget January I think that turning over the new leaf and setting mm, new routines September is one. September right yeah. I love fall but in fairness I got married in the fall like I mm-hmm. just love it yeah. throw on your leggings get yourself a pumpkin spice latte yeah I'd like to move into the sister shout outs. Wait, but can I talk about what I don't like first? Oh, sure. (laughs) I don't like school lunches. So I want to return back to a complaint about school lunches. But first, let's do the sister shout outs. Well, well, we can we can investigate this. So you don't like packing school lunches? I'm already anxious about what to send. Because you know what the problem is? Like, even if. Even if like the first week is fine, it just the school year stretches on. It looms ahead. Like it feels like there's a thousand days in a school year. And, you know, by the third week, I'm I'm upset about lunches not being eaten. And let's be honest, that's only one of you my You get anxious kids. about making the school lunches? Yeah, I do. It's like that. That's like my the hardest part of school related momming for me. Well, do you does your school do hot lunches like once a week? Or once it, a month. You're kidding me. Do you, a, your school does it once a week? Once a week. What? I know. The oh. old, so my daughter's moving to a new school. I'm just coming in to get Okay. <laughs> this podcast is quickly turning into a hot mess, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so Keeping my it real school from episode was one. once a week. Yeah, once a week. Once and a it was week. such an archaic, um, like, fill out a piece of paper. Yeah. Send a check in. Yeah. And I'm so excited because her new school also does hot lunches once a week, but it's all a computer program. So at the beginning of the school year, you can just prepay for the whole year. and you Or you can go online and click, 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 click. And My mouth is literally <laughs> hanging open right now. We live in the same city. Our yeah. kids are in the same school board. So yeah, no, my all the lunches at my school are organized by the Home and School Association. Yep. Same with ours, yep. Okay, so our Home and School Association. Actually, you know, it just in case anybody ever stumbles across this from our school, I adore my kids' school. And the Home and School Association does some really awesome things. We have some really good social events. We have a corn roast at the start of the year and a barbecue at the end of the year and a dance and, you know, Halloween stuff. Like, they're awesome. But there is not a lot of interest in hot lunches so we do pizza once a month and that's it not on this episode but at some point we're going to talk about how completely different my two children are when it comes to food we have so much to talk about and this is only episode one we're we got to save some content it's all just pouring out of us like it's been bottled up so 
Back to school lunches. Yeah. So let's let's yeah. keep it on topic, Amanda. So, yeah. So basically, th- like this is a serious evergreen plea. Mm. If you are listening to this podcast literally at any point in the next 12 years, <laughs> um, I would like your recommendations for what you put in your kids' lunches, especially if you have reached a place of zen when it comes to school lunches, because... Um, I have not. And I am generally a pretty chill mom. I'm generally pretty zen about all sorts of things. I only care about like the important stuff. And I let a lot of stuff, you know, wash off my back, um, roll off right off my back. But but school lunches are, you know, that I'm literally that mom snapping at people at the end of the day when they didn't eat their lunch. Right. We're really only talking about the second child here. And um, and in the morning, you know, and I know some people make their lunch the night before and I do that every so often my favorite um is when we have pizza for dinner yep and then I can send pizza the next day totally that is I know that they're gonna eat that but pizza's not yeah that healthy you know and so that's just not a habit that I want to you know teach my children but I think everyone struggles with that is you know what I look in the lunch pail and I go am I gonna be criticized for what I send (laughs) yeah because maybe the only vegetable in there is some cucumber yeah but if I do I want to keep sending carrots that they're not gonna eat do I like or you know or grapes or you know an apple I once sent the same apple for five days and it never got eaten right it's like do I just keep sending it but I mean one day she might take a bite but yeah my kid my youngest only eats salmon cream cheese wraps so a tortilla spread with salmon cream cheese rolled up. That's his sandwich almost every single day. Every so often he will take a ham sandwich that is literally just ham between two pieces of bread. Um, and once in a blue moon, he will take crackers and cheese. Um, but those are, I mean, that like we're not talking about quality food as the that's kind of the main sandwich. He will always eat applesauce. Um, and I can, I can send cucumber slices. They don't really get consumed. He will nibble on the edge of one. Um, and then, yeah, a granola bar, maybe like it's not lots of package stuff, though. Lots of package stuff. Yeah. Because particularly because of that, the the reality that some of it doesn't get consumed Mm -hmm. every day. So, I mean, an applesauce can go back the next day, right? For sure it can. It's surprising sometimes how a granola bar will come back. Mm -hmm. You know? um, Yeah, it's not always about they only want to eat the junk. Often, actually, it's they don't want to eat at all, which that worries me. But then I think, well, if they're eating a good breakfast, and my kid always does eat, thankfully, a good breakfast, then, you know, are they fine until dinner? I don't know. Well, also, they don't have a ton of time. It's true. So at my daughter's school, they actually did what was called a balanced day where they got two lunches. Oh, again, right? different because we only have the one lunch in the middle of the day. Yeah. And it was an experiment for a year. And at her new school, they also do the balanced lunch. So they get two lunch periods, but also means they get a shorter time to eat. They only get 15 minutes to eat. So do you have one of those lunch boxes that has kind of the two chunks to it? No, no. Because I've seen people talk yeah. about that online. No. So she just goes to her lunch and she just knows to save half of her lunch for the right. second. So she usually eats the... 
I I am also the person who endlessly scrolls Pinterest for right. ideas for lunch as if there's some sort of magic internet right. cure for the fact that lunches are a problem. As we head back to school, I would like to do a sister shout out to the breakfast programs that are being run at a lot of public schools and even into I think some high schools. Yeah. In our region, I was talking to one of my friends who um, her daughters go to the breakfast program every single day, uh, like weekly. And I was surprised because I thought that uh, I didn't know they were open to everyone. And she said at her school, all the students are encouraged to come. All families are encouraged to send their kids um, so that the kids who really need it, uh, maybe for yeah. financial reasons, uh, don't feel that they, yeah, so, they're so special. They, yeah, so it's not um, isolating. Yeah. yeah. So That's she really sends her kids and her mom volunteers. Yeah. She's a grandma who has a bit of extra time. So once a week she volunteers making pancakes yeah. at the breakfast program. And she loves it because she gets to see her granddaughter's interacting with her school chums and people at school and she gets more of a sense of community that sometimes grandparents don't get right and she feels good because she gets to give back and uh and help out so i i kind of knew these programs existed but they really were brought to the forefront for me and i just want to give a shout out to them because i think they're so important yeah and so it was interesting because as far as i know my school doesn't have a breakfast program interesting but i looked it up I, I looked up our school board um, where where we live, and I found two really interesting things. One, we found out that they're funded in our area, in our province. They're funded primarily by the government through a, through the Ministry of Something and Something. Um, but they do require community support, both from grocery stores and these private um, nonprofits like the Breakfast Club of Canada. And, um, and also, they need manpower they need yes. human volunteers which is why it's so amazing that your friend's um, mom can go and do that grandma time right because they always need volunteers when you were googling you found out that in our school board they actually do it in the summer yes i think that's so amazing so in the thames valley district school board they have a program called books and breakfast um and it's two hours in the morning love it and when you think about it particularly at the high school age you know 12 13 14 15 year olds if you if you know as a parent it's reassuring to know that there's something for them to do they, they're of the age where they don't need to go to camp all day they don't you don't need child care necessarily for them but if you are a working parent and you can say to your kid go start your day with book and with a book and breakfast um that's actually really amazing that's a you know i really it always warms my heart when you read about the community providing something simple, yeah. but actually really essential um, like that over the summer when, when we don't, when the school isn't open. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's cool. So, so shout out to all those breakfast programs all across. Yeah. And you know, since Amanda brought that up, I've been Googling about it and I learned a lot about the breakfast program in our region. So that's something to look up in your region to find out. You and know, kind of you could probably works. even go and talk to your local one too if you're dropping yeah. off your kids and just inquire and just ask what they need if you're feeling generous one month yeah. and uh, you might be surprised what they need. And I will say this because, um, you know, I've done field trips and also monthly um, nature walks with my son's class that schools, as long as you can get a police check, yep. um, 
which in most jurisdictions is cheaper or, or lower cost for volunteers who are working in the school. You know, schools are happy to have volunteers of all ages. You don't need to have a kid there. So if you like little people, um, it's it's an awesome way to get some volunteer hours in. I never thought about that. Yeah, we have some senior citizens who come in and volunteer at our school. Well, here, I'm going to throw some shade now because uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of parent volunteers, so this past year, I've been on mat leave. We're yeah. so lucky to have that. So I've been home with uh, my little Sophie, who <gasps> right. is a very well-behaved child. This is good shade to throw, really. <laughs> I, uh, I carry her in a wrap, so I'm very mobile. I would walk her to school. So I was always there at school drop-off and pick-up. And my daughter was very fortunate to go on a field trip almost once a month. But every time the teachers were desperate for volunteers and they kept saying, is there any parents who can come? And I was like, hi, I have a police check. But if I come, I'm bringing Sophie with me. And they said, I'm sorry, you can't come. Yeah. Everyone who I've told that to has been shocked. Yeah. Because at their schools, parents come with two year olds or no, at your school, did any parents come with kids? Yep. Toddlers? Uh, Yep. In a, for our nature walk. Now, to be fair not on field trips that require that going that meant going on a bus but for our monthly nature walk there were parents that came with a kid in a carrier or a kid in a stroller so even the ones with the bus like I know some of the parents who come and volunteer drive themselves yeah for various reasons so um anyway I just was unhappy with that and I know it was the local principal's decision mm-hmm. so I'm throwing some shade I don't even know what your name is principal and I don't <laughs> even care because I'm not coming to your school anymore um but I just was you know yeah. I thought hey well that's you know I obviously know my child if I had a, a baby that was extremely fussy and would take all my attention I know I couldn't properly volunteer and be responsible for another two or three children but with you know knowing that I missed out on a bunch of field trips but not me they missed out on having a volunteer that they desperately needed right some of the field trips came close to being canceled and it was only because parents in another kindergarten class had enough that were able to come over so sometimes it's hard to understand the decisions that are come you know and often there is a reason because of an incident that has happened in the past for, sure. for confidentiality reasons they can't tell you look we had something happen it was kind of weird but there's also like some common sense that you know if yeah. you if you need a parent and the only parent available has a baby attached to them is that really the end of the world probably not so you know i'm only gonna hold a grudge for probably another <laughs> seven or eight years and then we can move on <laughs> okay so one of the segments i wanted to do in this podcast is something i'm gonna call sister google mm-hmm. because me i'm the younger one amanda i'm just gonna say that because they can't see us <laughs> i'm the younger one whenever i have a question instead of running to google i just run to my sister because she is like a wealth of knowledge zoe just knows like the most random stuff and um, I think that's what's so special about her. So um, also, I like to just see. Uh, sometimes I it's will a Google test. it, but then I'll also call her because I kind of, sometimes I like her answer better. Or but just what's like I don't know what people know like your backstory of where you've worked. You've worked in such variety of places that I think that's where you've gotten a lot of knowledge from. Yeah, too, I worked right? at a medical school. I work. I've taught English overseas. 
Um, I've worked in hospitals. I worked at a catering office, catering office (laughs) at a university. I was a wedding photographer (laughs) and a photographer's assistant. So you've sort of done a lot. So, so today's, um, sister Google that I, the question I have, and let's see. I'm like so nervous about sister Google. (laughs) Well, see, because when we just talk on the phone and I call you up, I just believe whatever BS you tell me. I'm like, well, it sounds legit. And now people can actually Google. It's like the game of Balderdash. If you sound confident, I'm going to believe you. Well, she said this and she. She sounded like she knew what she was talking about. So my question for you today is, on my leg, I've got these weird white spots. I don't know if you can see them all. There's like right here. Do you see mm-hmm. those white spots? Yeah. They get more pronounced in the summer, of course, when I'm tanned. Right. What are those? Yeah. See, I actually don't know. <laughs> um, no. Okay. So so I think, so white spots happen for a couple of reasons. Um, it could be scar tissue, right? So when you have um, scar tissue that... Um, is really old it goes white right unless unless there's a keloid scar or something like that um but so they could be scars like you have a scar see that big scar on your no turn your calf this way oh yeah the inside right there's a there's a yeah so there's a scar here i have now here's a pink scar right but eventually that will turn white like that one so so dots could be scars from bug bites or burn marks or something like that. Right. They could also be, and that's why I was touching them. I, I just touched her leg. Um, they c- white dots can also be calcium buildup, right? But those don't have a bump, right? So if it's a bump, then I would think like it's some sort of like min- mineral buildup, maybe like a calcium buildup or something. Um, but since they're not, my guess is that they're probably bug bite scars. Right. And so as you tan, right. that spot can't tan because the the um, the melanin in your skin is different in that spot. That's right. my guess. My guess is that they're scars. That's amazing. You are so smart. <laughs> I love that. But I didn't, like, I mean, I think that there's a kind of a logic process to figuring these things out because I don't actually know. The truth is that I don't know, but that's my best guess. Well, I would rather ask you than Google because if I put those into Google, it just you will me, have cancer. I was going to say, you have cancer. And I'm like, oh, don't like that answer. So, yeah. So good. Another edition of Sister Google. Can't I can't wait to I, see what I come up with I next do time. like to say that I, you know, I'm not a doctor but I played one at a medical school for five years. <laughs> so I, I trained the um, medical students in communication skills. So right. I can talk my way. I can pretend that I am a doctor, even though my medical knowledge is fleeting. And I have a fabulous story about one time <laughs> when I was a standardized patient at that place. We're going to save that for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to want to click subscribe on this whenever the subscribe button shows up because... Boy, there's a doozy coming. Yeah. Okay, so we're wrapping up the first episode of the sister cast. Mm-hmm. Two sisters, very different, also very similar. And uh, you know her, Zoe York, the accomplished writer, <laughs> mother of two, <laughs> wife of one. And uh, and what is it you want to mention? My selfie thing? No, the books and oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Well, first, let's talk about selfies. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I know. Amanda's not sure about this, but I think that it's really important to talk about the honesty of um how how of how hard selfies are to take um and how many attempts we take at taking a good selfie but also how important it is i'm like like of all the things in in life to be super um like a big believer in selfies are kind of low on the priority list but i am still a big believer in the selfie because without selfies moms don't exist 
right so selfies are how um particularly my husband works um he's in the military and he works away during the summer every year training people and so on our summer holidays like right now we're you know at the cottage and and we're having some fun time um if i don't take myself in a picture then i will not be in the pictures and so there'll be no evidence of me going to froggy island with the kids anyway so i have this idea that every week i want to ask how many takes did it did, how many attempts did you take um, until you got the perfect selfie? That's the idea. Unfortunately, this week, I have not taken any selfies. <laughs> so I failed. But I will, on the next episode, I will report back and I will be honest with how many takes it took to get the perfect selfie. And so, so with that, I have been doing every day a breastfeeding photo challenge. Yeah, that's awesome. On Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. Because... Uh, I want to document my breastfeeding journey and how, and I thought what a great way for me to document the baby getting bigger, 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 bigger. But I have to take a bunch of angles sometimes yeah. because do I have a double chin? Is there too much boob in the photo? All of that's yeah. going on. So, yeah. And I also think there is nothing wrong with curating how you want to present yourself on the internet. Yeah. Right. Like take all the attempts until you were happy with that picture and you're like, yeah, that's, you know, my best version of my badass self. And I think that there we do get a lot of people saying, oh, don't be, you know, judging yourself too harshly with what you see on the Internet because people That's are true. only posting their greatest hits, not yeah. their works in progress. Don't compare yourself to my 12th take on myself. Yeah. Yeah. But why would we put up anything but our best self? Right. Right. Yeah. Like you went back in the day when people had photo albums, yeah. right? It was better photos. You didn't put all the outtake That's ones. That's right. They yeah. were sometimes slid behind. Yeah. You printed, there were 30 pictures on a roll of film and you would put maybe 10 of them into the album. Right. Yeah. So it's just like that on Instagram. People want to see either your horribly bad photo that it's so bad that it's delightful. Yeah. Where the kids are all not paying attention and doing silly faces or horribly blurry, <laughs> but, or your best one. And yeah. everyone knows that best photo took time, took lots of takes, but it's still lovely to see. Yeah, right? totally. Because for two minutes, the kids are clean, their shirts are tucked in and they're behaving. Yeah. And I also think we're going to talk about this. Maybe we'll talk about this next episode. I also think that there are lots of people who want to take better selfies and they just, you know, they don't know where to yeah. begin. They don't know what app to use or what tricks to use. Here's one quick trick. If you are short, figure out how to use the timer on your camera so you can press the button and then hold the camera, your phone mm -hmm. like further away from you. That's my number. I'm really short yeah. and that I've short little T-Rex arms. And that's how I take a lot of my selfies is with my timer. So on the work front. Oh, right. Yeah. So at the beginning of the show, um, we've almost finished our first podcast. That's pretty amazing. Wild. We only had to pause twice to put a baby to sleep. Um, <laughs> So at the beginning of the show, we talked about how it's summer holidays and we're wrapping up and we're getting ready to go back to school. And so for me, that means a return to full-time writing because um, over the summer, my schedule's a bit more chaotic with the kids. Yeah, she only worked 40 hours a week instead of <laughs> 70 or 80. <laughs> I, anyway, so I'm, so I'm ramping up um, towards the fall. And one of the things that I've have been doing over the last week is really trying to figure out what do I want to be working on? What do my readers want to read? You know, kind of what are people most excited about? I just this summer released 
book number six in the Pine Harbor series. And Pine Harbor is a series, it's a small town military romance series that's set on the Bruce Peninsula where we are this week. We are on the Bruce Peninsula. Tomorrow I'm going to quote unquote Pine Harbor, which is a fictional town, but in a very real place. And so coming this fall, I'm going to start working on Pine Harbor number seven, which I'm very excited about. And since this is our first episode, and this is where some people might have discovered us, um, then I will take this moment to plug the fact that you can always download one of my books for free at any time. So if you visit my website, zoeyork.com, you can click through to my books and you will find on whatever retailer platform that you like, if you're a Kindle reader, then Amazon or Kobo or Nook or Google Play if you're an Android user or iBooks if you're like me and you have an iPad or an iPhone. Ebooks are amazing. And so I have free ebooks in you know, all of my series, there's almost always one book that's available for free. And, um, and so this week, you know, I highly encourage you to look at my Pine Harbor books. That's, I have something to plug. You don't have something to plug. I got nothing to plug. <laughs> well, your Instagram. My feeding. Yes, your Instagram, your 365 days of, of taking care of a baby and turning her into an awesome little human being. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and also I want to do, um, a shout out that I found daycare. Yay! Yay! So, Yay. That's uh, stressful. Um, it was not though this time. It That's can amazing. be very stressful. It can but, be. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it all works out because uh, I met this wonderful lady who uh, wants to take care of my little one at her daycare facility. So when does she start? In January? Whenever I December? go back to work. You I haven't decided we yet. We haven't figured that out yet. Right. Yeah. She's See? just gonna hold a spot for me, and <laughs> whenever I want to bring the kid over there, she'll let me. But yeah, I mean, I really have till January. Yeah. Which is nice, so I can get all all be off for Christmas and uh, so kind of your plan for the fall is to just enjoy the last bit of your mm-hmm. maternity leave and then ramp up to get back to work, which you're excited about too. Yeah, very excited. But yeah, I actually went back with six months with my oldest, yeah. so I'm kind of on weird borrowed time. I'm like, yeah. I've never been off with a kid this age, yeah. right? So. Yeah, you know, we'll start our Christmas baking in October, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll go from there. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the cookie exchange on podcast episode number 12, or whatever it will be. So thank you so much for listening to our first episode of the Sister Cast. This has been a lot of fun. Too much fun. Too much fun. So excited. Okay, well, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you on the next one.